This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Luke chapter 2, and and now we're really starting to get into the story. We looked last week at Matthew chapter 2, which gave us sort of a brief summary. Um, But now in Luke chapter 2, we get to see, well, some detail. And in this detail, we get to see these wonderful people, the shepherds. Um, You know, last Sunday, we saw that there was a gift, and that gift was Jesus Christ. And we got um, to, uh, to that point in the story where the stable scene was set, um, perhaps different to what we have in mind, or maybe even the picture that we have had painted over the years. But the truth is that it would have been a place where the cattle were, so it wouldn't have smelt like roses. It wouldn't have been quite as nice as the pictures that we see. And the manger probably, as we said, wasn't even a nice wooden thing like that. It was probably just a hunk of stone with a hole in it that allowed for the animals to feed out of. But on this occasion, (laughs) on this occasion, the very King of Kings, the very Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, was laid in there, showing that there was no room for him. We know, don't we, that there was no room because, well, Mary was pregnant. They were on a donkey. They're not the quickest animals. And, and one of the jokes last night was, what do you call a donkey with three legs? A wonky. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> That's literally all I've got today as well. That is it. That is my only one. I know. They, they, they get worse. They really do. Anybody got an Amazon Alexa? That many. Okay. So I'll, I'll skip over that point completely. <laughs> There's just me and Alistair, I believe, at this point. Now, I told Alistair, you must get one, because they're really good, they're really helpful. I don't know what I've done without her. I needed another woman in my life to tell me what to do. (laughs) Now now I have two. But she's got this thing during Christmas, which is where you say to her, Alexa, open my advent calendar. And she gives her a joke. Oh my word, they have got worse. What was her, what, her favourite pop star? What, what's, uh, what's Alexa's favourite pop star? Beyond Slay. <laughs> I mean, that's the calibre we're working with. Terrible. So I thought, I thought Wonky Donkey was quite good. Clearly it wasn't, but never mind, we move on. But that's where we got to in the story. Mary and Joseph found themselves going to the town of David uh, because... Uh, Joseph was of the line of David. He came from the town of David, and the town of David is Bethlehem. And there, that's where they went, because they needed to be counted. There was a census. They needed to be counted so that everybody in the Roman Empire could work out how many people were where, what they were doing, where they were from, where they'd spread out to. All of these things that are important when you're in politics, yeah? We'll not talk politics this morning. Definitely we won't. <laughs> Again, greeted with nothing. You lot are fierce today. But anyway, so this is where we're at with the story. And now, as we look in Luke, as we said last week, that Matthew gives just a brief summary. And now Luke goes into a little bit of detail. And we start to find out all the things that were going off at this time. So in true news form, Jesus is born in the stable. Meanwhile out in the fields were the shepherds watching over their socks by night 
No, one of my favourite Christmas carols because I never sung the right words. We're not going to do that one today. We did do it last night and I resisted the temptation to sing while shepherds wash their socks by night all seated on the ground. Everybody has needs, okay? But out in the field, some shepherds were doing their job. I like that. That's a great place to start. As June has read for us, the shepherds are out in the field. They're doing what they do. They are doing what they do. And the angel of the Lord appears to them. Now, we have no real concept of that. Because can you imagine? These guys are out in the field and they consider themselves probably, you know, the least of the least, the lowest of the low. We're just out here doing our job. Nobody really cares about us. We have to fend off the wolves and the bears. They're out there doing that day in, day out, night in, night out. It's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job. They have no time for anything else. That is what they do. That is who they are. And here they are, doing what they do, in the middle of the fields, out in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden, the angel appears to them and says, I've got some good news for you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid? Don't be afraid? Seriously. Now, I'm not the fastest runner, but I am pretty sure that I could have outrun Mr. Bolt in that moment. Don't be afraid. I'd have gone in the opposite direction as quick as possible. But the angel allays any fears and says, look, don't be afraid. I've got good news. Good news. On Sundays, we try our very best, whoever's preaching, to bring good news. And the good news, as it says here, is for all people. Look, verse 10. The good news, I bring good news of great joy that will be for all people. What's the good news? Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born and he is Christ the Lord. Knowing about this Saviour, I can assure you, is good news. It's really good news. In fact, it is the best news that we, as a human race, have a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. Now, you might not think this morning that you need a saviour. These shepherds out on the hillside probably thought, why everybody must be being told? Everybody must be getting this. I've heard that there's a uh, texting in Japan, you know, when they have uh, earthquakes, that everybody, because the government's got this, that everybody gets a text message to say that there's either a tsunami warning or there's a, an earthquake warning. And everybody gets the text message, like, I got it, yeah, I've seen it, what are we going to do? And the shepherds would have thought, everybody's getting this, surely everybody's dialed in. Hello? Not that they had phones. But that everybody must be seeing this. And they must have thought, surely everybody's getting it. But no, in fact, that they've been picked out by God. They were picked out in order that they could react in just the way that they did. Because when they heard the good news, they went to find out. They wanted to know more. And often, today, we can hear good news. And you've heard, perhaps, before about Jesus. You're hearing about him now. But it's what we do with that good news, isn't it? You see, because the good news is for all people. And I wonder if you've ever put yourself in the all category. 
That's you. That's me. Good morning. We're in the all. And it's good news for all people. But my Bible also tells me that not all people will accept this good news. You know, isn't it really sad when you say to somebody, look, listen, I, I know how to do this. Maybe it's a bit of Ikea furniture. Maybe, okay, nobody knows how to do them. But pretend for this moment that it's a bit of Ikea furniture. And you're like, look, I know how to build it. I've built one before. I know exactly how to put it together. They're like, no, I don't want to know. Uh, leave, it, leave it to me. I'll sort it. Here's the instructions then. At least I want them. Don't bother with them. You leave it to me. And all of a sudden you've built a cot instead of a bed or a bed instead of a cot. Surely nobody would ever do that. That can happen. That can happen. But I don't want it. I don't want the news. I'm not interested. I don't want the good news. I don't want to see the instructions. I'm not bothered about it. How pig-headed have you got to be? The Bible tells us that we have good news and it's for all people. That means you this morning. And the good news is that a Saviour has been born. And that Saviour is Christ the Lord. It is Jesus Christ. And But we have to know too that we need saving from something. But we have to find that out because maybe we don't know. So that's why the shepherds are a great example. Because they go. They do what they need to do. They, they listen. They drop everything. Remember, 24-7, they are always at this job and they leave it and they go. Sometimes things are just more important than me. You know, in life, oh, we get caught up, don't we? There's so much going on. I have to do. I have to do. I have to. I've got to. Oh, what would I do if I didn't? Probably nothing. <laughs> just, just go. Go find out. Go be. Go and ask. Go and look. Get yourself to church. Go and find out. Dig. Ask the questions. Nobody's going to bite your head off. In fact, people want to help. I know you look at me and think, well, he looks awful. He ain't going to tell me. <laughs> I'll do my best to tell you. Come find out. And this is what we're called to do because the good news is for all people. For all people. And the shepherds are a great example. The first example, they leave everything. And they go and find Jesus. And to their amazement, I'm sure, when they get there, remember, everybody's got to have seen this. Surely everybody's seen it. I mean, they wouldn't pick us out. We're just shepherds. And they get there and, well, you're the first. How, how do you know? Well, angels came and told us. And they told everybody. Now they've, they've told you. Well, why have they told us? We're just shepherds. We're nobodies from nowhere. But the good news is for all people. It is for all people. That means you. Well, I can't believe it. Nobody's ever told us anything. Ever. <laughs> and you know, when you have good news, if you're anything like me, I'm busted to tell people. I'm a nightmare. As soon as I get some good news, it's like I've got to say. I remember uh, when uh, when Lolly was pregnant with Jack, and she was like, "We've got it. We need to wait." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> you just you're exploding. You want to tell people, whether that be an engagement or whether that be good news about the family, whether that be good news about kids. You just want to tell everybody. Surely. 
that's how we're wired, isn't it? We want to tell people. I've had good news, I want to share it. And of course we see the shepherds do exactly that. They are busting with the good news and they can do nothing else but go and see. Verse 17, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And they returned, it says in verse 20, they go and tell everybody, they, I mean literally everybody, I don't care whether you're up, you're awake, you're about, you're dressed, I'm not interested, I'm telling you. Listen, there's incredible news and there's this news about Jesus Christ and he's come to planet earth and he's in this stable in the middle of nowhere and us shepherds, we're nobodies and the angel has come to us and then a whole host of angels came and they told us about this saviour. We went and he was there and we were the first to know it was incredible. How can I, I just need to tell you and you know these shepherds they're forever changed because it says in verse 20 the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God they went back to their day to day but they were forever changed they were glorifying and they were praising God and that I guess for us as Christians is the challenge isn't it the challenge is that we have good news the challenge is that that good news should burst out of us. That we're overflowing with that good news. I need to tell people. I need to share with people. Isn't that how we should be? Now I know, we all know that that's how we should be. But I also know that if we go back to the day to day, oh, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because I've got to and I need to and I have to. And if I don't do that, well, we'll be... And it, well, I, and you know that verse where it says, who by worrying can add a single hour to his life? You remember that one? But we think worrying is worrying about the important stuff, don't we? But sometimes it's worrying about the stuff that really is not important at all. And we worry about it, and it takes our focus. And when it takes our focus, we forget the good news that we've got. And when we forget the good news we've got, we'll stop sharing. And when we stop sharing, then people are on their way to a Christless eternity. That's bad news. <laughs> I don't want that bad news for them, I want good news. The good news is Jesus Christ. The good news is that Christ has come to planet Earth. The good news is that we have a Saviour who cares for us and loves us. And do you know what? I had a slide. And my slide was, well, it's about the visit. Has anybody seen this slide? Just pop it up for me. It's that good. There is no slide. There used to be a slide. Come on, just the next picture. Well, that's bad. It, that is bad, isn't it? Alistair, I give him one job. Not only has he put a black box over it, but he's used Comic Sans. That's disappointing, isn't it? That's sad. It's Comic Sans. And I'm not even joking. You can even see through it, Alistair. My glasses aren't like that. That is appalling. Thank you for that. He's put in maximum effort. Do you know there's a great analogy there, isn't there? Isn't there? Because the truth is that when we have good news, oh, it needs to look good. It needs to sound good. It needs to be shown for all its beauty because it is wonderful. It is life-changing. And so often, we go at it half pelt. And I just do because, well, I suppose I've got to. 
and I'm not putting you on a guilt trip this morning, I'm talking to myself as well, that as Christians, when we have this good news, we should be forever changed. It should shape our entire being, and we should give it our all. Every bit of us. Christ is the centre of our lives, amen? He, he is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. He's everything that we build around. I, I, we should not do anything other than putting Christ first, and the rest falls into place. And if we trust God enough, if we trust Him enough, I'll say it again, if we trust Him enough, that's exactly what we'll do. We will put him in his rightful place and then we will give it our all. That was planned this morning, by the way, by Alistair. <laughs> Don't think, wow, he's just made a mockery of him. <laughs> no, it was planned. But you see, the good thing is for us as believers, as those who know and love the Lord Jesus Christ, that we're just called to do what we can do, to give our best to him. What can I give? I can give my all. That's what the Lord wants of us. And this morning we have good news. We have good news to share. We have good news. And again, as a church, we, and this is completely off notes, but we've got a chocolate drop in a little bit. And we're going to feed you with some nice pork um, cobs in my part of the world. Pork rolls for some people. Pork baps for others. I don't know. But they're cobs to me. And that's great. But what we're going to do is we're going to knock on people's doors and we're going to give them a box of chocolates and we're going to give them a card that has an invite in for next week at 3.30. We've done it at 3.30 because it's really difficult to get up on a Sunday. <laughs> so we've done it late enough so that people can come. But we're going to go with good news. And, and I can guarantee that it's going to feel a little bit awkward for us. And people will go, do you know what, I don't want your chocolates. Don't want your church, don't want your God. That will probably happen. And some people will go, well, that's really kind. Nobody's done that for me before. Thank you. I'll see what I'm doing next week. There are going to be those two ways, and we've already talked about those, whether it be bitter or whether it be sweet. But our job, church, is to deliver the good news. The good news about Jesus Christ. So that's what we'll do. So if you're available, stick around and have a pork and apple roll. And then we'll go and give out some chocolates and we'll share good news. But you know, the most important thing for us this morning is this, is to remember that there is good news and that good news is about Jesus Christ. That good news is that manger there and that good news is that cross up there. That because of him, our sins can be forgiven. The slate can be wiped clean and we can come before a holy God and he can say, son, daughter. That's what we want. And that's what we want for those people that don't yet know Christ as Saviour. So as part of that and as part of our service this morning, we've only had one service. And as part of all of that this morning, we're going to remember the Lord. Now, if you haven't been to a break in the bread service before, you've not experienced this in any way, it's very simple. Um, Alistair's going to come up and he's going to say a few things and then we're going to pass around the bread and um, if you know and love the Lord then please participate and share if you don't then just pass it by it is not a problem and all we're going to do is take a little piece of bread and we're going to remember the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was broken for us 
And then what we're going to do is we're going to pass around the cup that is just Ribena. Uh, you may have experienced it in some churches that it's alcoholic. We do not do that for purposes if people have an issue with such things. So it is just Ribena. It's probably really weak Ribena. I made it this morning with a little bit of Ribena. All right? But, but importantly, importantly, it represents the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which washes away our sin. And in its simplicity, as the Lord left this for us, he said, remember me. And we share in this feast because that's what it is. It reminds us of Christ and all that he's done for us. So please sit comfortably. Don't feel awkward in any way, shape or form. We are not that kind of church. We are a family. Okay? So sit comfortably, enjoy, and let's remember him together. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.